Welcome to Talos Takes, the security podcast for everyone from the C-suite to the front lines. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Talos Takes. I am joined once again by Ashir from Talos Outreach. Thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it as always. Hey, John. Thanks for having me again. So today we're going to be talking about mercenary groups and spyware. These are two kind of related topics that you helped recently write about, and you've been doing some research into spyware, and then the mercenary groups that that's making the spyware tools. So recently we released an overview of mercenary groups on the blog, which I'll link to in the show notes, and just kind of want to start out by asking you, when we say mercenary group, what does that term mean exactly? What types of actors are we referring to? So mercenary groups are groups that are hired by their customers that can either hack for them or produce spyware for them. They can be divided into two categories. You have the hack for hire groups, which are uh, groups that are low in sophistication, but they tend to use a lot of commodity malware. And also sometimes they use to, uh, they develop their own custom malware. The intention of hack for hire groups is to use whatever means necessary to steal information from their customers in exchange for monetary gains. You know, it's very simple business model. Then you've got the commercial spyware companies. These are groups and companies that develop sophisticated spyware, but don't necessarily conduct operations for their customers. They come with a hefty price tag and are sold to regimes around the world without any regard for how these products will then be used by their customers, you know, to target different types of questionable victims and targets. These days, commercial spyware companies also provide the means for initial access. So they can have zero click or one click, uh, zero day exploits or end day exploits that they know are reliable and can be used against a variety of targets. And uh, uh, when they sell their product to their customers, they also provide them the means of initial access as well. So it's like a package deal. And that's basically how they operate. And we've covered the basics of spyware in general on the show before. And I'll again, I'll also be linking to that episode of the show notes. But an important difference between the types of spyware that you and I are talking about today and just like generic spyware is that, you know, there's a difference between that and the, the ones that come from these mercenary groups that's designed to be a commercial product and they end up selling to, say, governments or just groups in general who have generally uh, malicious purposes for using them. So what's the difference between these spyware products and then like general spyware that we'd lump in to when we talk about other types of malware the the key difference between general malware and say uh, commercial spyware here is typically general malware and the threat actors operating them serve to fulfill their own purposes you know so these are either monetary goals or espionage goals and then we've seen we've also seen general malware being sold on underground forums and underground markets as well and then we have the whole ransom affiliate commercial spyware companies are a little bit different these are legitimate businesses that essentially pay their taxes and uh, you know they advertise their products as tools for law enforcement but their products are sold to governments and co- government customers mostly and mostly to oppressive regimes as an intelligence solution or a framework and then these pro- products used to spy on questionable targets that a regime would like to spy on so it's a very different operating model and a business model essentially So what makes these mercenary groups so dangerous? As we point out in the blog, the chances of the average person being targeted by Pegasus is like pretty slim because they really are only going after like high profile targets or activist politicians. So why do we feel like this is a topic that the security community and 
and general public needs to be aware of. So mercenary groups are extremely dangerous and a bona fide threat today. For example, let's take, let's take commercial spyware. Commercial spyware and the entire mechanisms used to deliver them, such as you know zero uh, click, zero day exploits, tend to be extremely targeted, lucrative, and highly stealthy in nature. And this is because of the high degree of success that comes with deploying spyware via zero day attack. Their operators tend to use them against high value targets such as journalists and politicians and you know human rights activists, etc. Which is the reason why we don't see commercial spyware so often in the wild because they're highly targeted attacks. However, as I said, this is a bona fide threat today. We have seen report after report of the misuse of commercial spyware against highly questionable targets. And therefore, this is a threat that the security community or the general public should be aware of. So since spyware has kind of become a a bigger talking point and made headlines, several international governments, including the Biden administration in the past few months, have taken multiple steps to try to curb the creation, purchase, and use of spyware. Do we kind of feel like that these moves have made any direct impacts on this space? And I know that this is something that we write about in the blog again, but what are some other steps that we feel like need to be taken to address this threat? Well, there has been much work done by governments in the recent past against the purchasing and the use of commercial spyware. It may not be adequate. There needs to be some kind of regulation at an international level that helps curtail the unauthorized sale of such uh, spyware to governments and regimes with a history of human rights violations. Now, as far as the security community is concerned, we must share and disclose actionable intelligence amongst ourselves in order to make sure that our customers and the whole world, uh, you know, as a whole remains protected. Now, the problem is that since these attacks are highly targeted in nature, the scarcity and the dearth of commercial spyware infections sometimes makes it very difficult to get the entire picture. And the entire picture may be the difference between a successful detection versus a continued infection on on a high value victim's uh, devices. Therefore, it's imperative for us as a community to share intelligence so that we can protect the internet as a whole. Yeah, and I want to remind folks that if if you were listening to this and you happen to think that you might be a target of spyware or a hack for hire group or may potentially have been infected with it at some point, you can reach out to talos-mercenary-spyware-help at external.cisco.com. That email will be down in the show notes, so you can check it out there too. Uh, But that's another way that if you're interested in helping us on this topic, we would appreciate it if y'all would reach out to us. You know, is there there anything else, you know, besides the uh, email address that I plugged, is there anything else that you feel like it's important for people to take away on this topic? So commercial spyware is extremely potent. It's uh, one of the most sophisticated types of malware out there. In fact, many governments without an active in-house APT program tend to buy an instrument commercial spyware a lot. This is concerning because now it gives a wide variety of offensive capabilities to entities who otherwise may not be able to have that level of advanced cyber uh, capabilities and which is a cause of concern. Hack for hire groups, on the other hand, uh, although these groups seem uh, less sophisticated, they tend to be extremely dangerous too. They operate just like any other threat actor, but they are motivated by the need to produce results for their clients. And the success of many of these groups then influences critical outcomes, such as uh, litigation decisions by courts, for example. We've we've seen that happen in the past as well. Therefore, uh, mercenary groups should not be considered a niche anymore. 
And that is one of the reasons why we decided to focus our efforts on tracking search groups. All right, awesome. Well, thank you as always, Ashir, for coming on the show. Give me a couple of minutes of your time out of your busy schedule, man. I appreciate it. 